I wanted to wait until we hit record Uh-oh. to say that you've picked a humdinger of a topic today. Humdinger. This is a what did the kids say? Bopper? No. It it's a, a it's a bop. Yeah. It's it's bussin' no cap. No caps. The capacity is <laughs> <laughs> the capacity for interesting conversation is endless. Oh man. <laughs> I I was not aware of what this was until you brought it up. Um, but we will get to that in a minute. Let me let me just start off by saying that Alison Kendrick has a magic power. Oh. And that magic power is coming up with engaging things to talk about. And that includes coming up with titles of things. <laughs> you're, you're a good themer. You're a really good theme themer. captain. Oh, I kind of like that. I don't know what that, that means. I, kinda, I like it though. I like it. I'll be. I'll be the theme captain any day. Be my theme captain. You know, one thing that I am uh, supremely proud of us as we embark on season two, episode twelve of ADHD mm. Twenty, the podcast mm-hmm. that tries to find the intersection between ADHD and TTRPGs. Yes, that. There we go. Is. What a marvelous job the both of us have done, I think, like, finding and playing to our strengths. Mm. So Better and better every time, yeah. Better you know, it is fun for me to come up with topics. It is fun for me to come up with titles. It is no fun for me to make us look or sound good or find the exact cross-section of technology <laughs> to bring <laughs> this sweet yeah. little podcast into the into the eyeballs and ear holes oh that went weird places of, <laughs> of the adhd 20 faithful um and that's where you do an exceptional yeah. job and i'm so grateful Thank to have you, you as my I just like it but you're so good at it too so i'm glad I that it sits where you want to sit mm-hmm. and that's that actually, that does kind of lead us into what today's topic will be all about, but we're yep. not going to reveal it yet because we have a couple, we've got a couple spots to do. First of which, Matt, mm. what did you hyper fixate on in the past week or so? Ooh, gosh, I didn't do my homework. Do you want to go first while I think? Um, I uh, have been delving into the beautiful, wonderful world of um, Adobe Illustrator. So... Mm. I'm a Photoshop girly. I, I have been having fun in Photoshop doing what I call a digital decoupage for years now. I'm not telling you I'm good at it either, but I, I somewhat understand what I'm doing in that program. Yeah. Illustrator is a foreign. Uh, it is. Yeah. I, I And it's funny because Evan will help me from time to time and, and he'll have to kind of correct me and be like, I see why you're doing that because that is what you would do in Photoshop, but don't do that. Um and so for a really long time, because it was new, I just ignored Illustrator. I just pretended it didn't exist. But I have been designing a logo, not taking mm-hmm. the easy way out and leaping into Canva, doing it for mm-hmm. real. And yesterday, I, three hours went by. And I, in my head, I had been working for maybe five minutes. Mm. So I think mm-hmm. that's a hyperfixation, isn't it? Time blindness is not the thing that I usually suffer from. But I have mm. been lately, every time I've been opening up. Ye old illustrator. Well, that's fun. At least it's it's moving you forward to something that's helpful for all of us. So that's good. 
I thought of another mini one. Chat GPT okay. been very hyper fixated on mm. what it can do for us lately. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then I'll I'll give you two that are that are similarly uh-huh. uh, matched. Uh, number one, I did a lot of work on our friend Amy Cox's um, company's website, Deep South Entertainment. I'm not the designer of this team, so and I don't want to be. I'm not trying to be hard on myself. I I don't need to be because we have an incredible designer and a junior designer as well. But I to make it fun for me, I had to go Uh-oh. out of my mind nuts on writing copy for mm. fake copy for this website, which should probably never, never see the light of day. Yeah. Uh, I also went down at an, an AI based experience where I combined two images of <laughs> Elton John and a Porta John. <laughs> and the results. That was, that was part of the part of the job. The results were fantastic. Magical. Fantastic. Dare Creepily I say. fantastic. Yep. Oh yes. Why don't we, we roll don't. some ADH, do some D one hundreds? Today's D100s. dice, gosh, I love this. These are dice that were given to me by our the other Matt in my life, our good friend Matt Williams that you've heard about. I love the video format that we I now get to show off my dice. I'm using my little gorgeous wooden dice. That I bought. At, oh, um, those are so D&D cool. D&D dice here in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Good people, good dice, great dice. Uh, 57 for me. What did you roll again? Sorry. <laughs> I hadn't said it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I rolled a 30. Uh, okay. This is a good one. What Ooh, it is good. D&D class have you not played but want to try? Barbarian. <gasps> oh. I've never played a barbarian. Well, Matt, you are going to be playing in a one-shot that I will be DMing in July uh, with our beautiful patrons. I would like to openly invite you to bring a barbarian to that melee. Well, perhaps I will. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Allison. That's me. Money and experience suddenly don't matter. What is your profession now? Mmm... I'm going to say something really corny. Go. I think this might be it. Wow. <laughs> I, wow. I, 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 like, talking into a mic is really fun. Mm-hmm. And so if this could be my full-time gig and money didn't matter, that'd be pretty cool. I think I'm right there with you. Let's do it. I think I'm right there with you. Yeah. Let's, you know, <laughs> we don't need those things. Yeah. We don't need those. We're still doing it, which yep. is one of the wonderful things about it but yeah there's no button that's it that's it so that's thanks everybody for listening because you are you are willing us into existence you're making our dreams come true i mean we obviously i mean we would still do it without you but it's more fun with you it's way more fun with you Mm -hmm. love it i do all right well that that was fun shall we i feel like we need some like ringing bells to unveil today's topic. (laughs) So this is one. This is a tenant is the word that we typically use symptom side effect of ADHD that caught my attention back when I first got my diagnosis 
definitely since we've been doing this podcast, um, that I've been very curious about like what it means and how I apply it. But I didn't know much about it. And then I started reading Mm -hmm. about it. And the reason the reason that I brought this up as today's topic is because on Sunday, in lieu of our regular Barovia game, we were lucky enough to have our good friend Tay. Insert sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! (laughs) (laughs) We got it under control now. It's under control, and a two, and a three, and a four, and a... We know what to expect now, and you know how to stop it, so... (laughs) Thank God. Preparation is key. Preparation is key. So anyways, our good friend Tay loves, you know, kind of taking us by the hand and leading us through new and different gaming systems, which of course we love, because if it were not for the people like Tay, I would do the same thing day in and day out. So I feel like I need those people in my life to like push me and say, like, let's go, let's try this new thing. So he said, there is a game I want to play with you. It's a game built, is it powered by the apocalypse? Is that the the gaming system or publisher? That is the core. Yeah. Loosely, yeah. And it's called Masks. And in Masks, you take on one of, I think there's eight or ten kind of stereotypical superhero archetype personas Mm -hmm. um and you in the most beautiful angsty teenage fashion save halcyon city from certain Mm -hmm. doom um and other stereotypical (laughs) superheroes Uh, like like lunch ladies and crushes (laughs) and why did i start with lunch ladies Yeah. Anyway, well, you know, crushes and, and bullies and, and teen zits and, you know, teenage stuff, too. People yeah. trying to take your lunch money before you get to the lunch lady and those who are going to be swirlies. <laughs> <laughs> the lunch lady's trying to take your lunch money before you get to the lunch ladies. <laughs> exactly. Boy, we're really anyway. making people want to play this game. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. We played a superhero game called Masks. We're hoping the first of many sessions. And so we wanted to talk about our experience with that, of course, on this episode. But then I said, but wait, behind the mask is the secret identity. And how does that play into ADHD and being Mirror spicy. And it plays in so well because, like I mentioned, we did, you know, the quickest amount of research on this. And basically, to sum it up, masking is when somebody who is neurodivergent, whether or not they're aware, the actions that they take to try to, and I'm going to air quote this, appear more normal. Mm-hmm. You and I are two people that have been diagnosed as adults, something that we mm-hmm. have shared a lot. Um, but I think Correct me if I'm wrong. We were both aware long before either of us were diagnosed that there was something spicy about us and our sweet little brains, right? Mm, in that we spent an inordinate amount of energy masking, masking mm-hmm. the hell out of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. So as to appear normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, like, I have always thrived in the chaos. I have always been a fairly messy and and disorganized person. And I remember the horror in high school of my locker. And and like it was mm. one of those lockers that mm. you open and just like exploded. And I remember I remember being embarrassed, knowing that that wasn't normal. Knowing that like you're, you know, especially all the little girls in Alabama in the 90s, you know, they had mm. all of their like beautiful floral, you know, matchy matchy 
And I just, I didn't have those things and I didn't really have much interest in those, those things. But I will never forget, I was in 10th grade and some older girls that were popular and that I admired were sitting in, our, our common area was called the mall. They were sitting in the mall next to my locker. Ooh. And um, I, you know, had to like, you know, hi, can I, you know, nerdy little Allison needed to get through and get her chemistry book or whatever. And I remember opening my locker and the explosion happening. And one of the girls saying to me, I, I thought you were neat. Like, it surprises me that your locker looks like that because you seem like the kind of person who would be more neat. And I remember, like, the shame that I felt um, in that moment and, and, and being acutely aware of the fact that, like, I should hide my messiness. I should hide my chaos from the world and basically spent the rest of high school and college doing exactly that. You had to make an RSD check and you failed. I failed. Big time. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've also learned in the research, and this is something that that has been brought up by some of our friends um, in our ADHD 20 community since starting this. Some of these things just are more prevalent in women than men. Mm. And apparently masking is a big one of those things because, you know, there's the expectation of women that we're going to be kind of the planners and the ones, you know, that are a little bit more with it and together, not to be sexist. Mm-hmm. Um one of the big reasons that women often are either not diagnosed or are diagnosed later in life is because they, I'm not saying that they do a better job of masking, but they are more apt to mask, to try and cover those symptoms. And more willing. Yeah, more willing, more patient about it. According to Russell Barkley, who coined this term, masking, he also calls it impression management. Mm. Impression management. It happens in one third of people with ADHD, but I will immediately say that I believe that that number is far higher. Mm-hmm. And I think to your point, there's probably a ton of women, especially, who just, I mean, generally women have a higher tolerance to pain <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and acceptance of of social injustices mm-hmm. and, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's my vote. That's my vote. Mm-hmm. Is that there's a whole lot more masking going on, but yes. Well, and I found this. So I, um, you had turned me on to, um, attitude, ADD, attitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found this one, this quote really kind of stuck out to me because I was like, Oh, I feel called out from constructing highly structured environments to obsessively avoiding specific situations and people. So like the part that made me feel called out was the obsessively avoiding specific situations. I think that I don't think that I am a control freak. This is not, these are not words. I'm not type A, but I realized that other, a a lot of people in my life have called me a control freak and would Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. happily label me that. And I realized in reading that, that I have specifically avoided or specifically taken control in an effort to avoid situations that make me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and that my mask therefore is the one who wants to be in charge, the leader, <laughs> or the bossy pants control freak, um, yeah. which is really interesting. I, I've got a bunch of examples here okay. that I would like to share. Yeah. Um, I like this today. We, we, we did our research. We came with our little notes. We were little yeah. gophers oh, yeah, we in the super... name of science. Ah! Spoilers. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, here's some really good ones. Here, I'll try to pick out the ones that, that have always applied to me. Okay. Obsessively, obsessively checking belongings to make sure you don't lose things. Bing, 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 bing. Oh. 1,000%. God, yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Seeming fine, acting, quote unquote, fine when you're struggling to stay afloat. In my case, saying that I'm fine. In my case, <laughs> going on stage and <laughs> acting mm-hmm. fine. Acting fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, going out and, and talking to people after a show or something. Uh, let's see. Arriving way too early, yes, to ensure that you're not late to an appointment due to time blindness. Oh. Uh, here's a good one. Excessively writing things down so you don't forget things later. Uh-huh. Uh, (laughs) This one one really, I actually had to take a breath after this one. Obsessively organizing paperwork and systems. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Matt. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's you. If, If people only knew... If people only knew, and I try to talk about it, and that's not—that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, bottling intense emotions until you're sick inside. Ugh. Calling, yeah, and that's that's a terrible one. Calling in sick to avoid being put in stressful or anxiety-inducing situations, Ooh. which I have done a lot. Uh, just, not necessarily work, but just like social engagements, I do mm-hmm. that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. anybody who's listening, this is my friend. I'm sorry, I've probably done it to you, and I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, now I know why. Let's see. Being irritable when you force yourself to concentrate on things that don't interest you. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <gasps> Called out. Uh, developing perfectionistic tendencies. Ooh. Yeah, if it's not perfect, I want nothing to do with it. And that's so gross because I don't I don't hold anybody else to that standard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Ridiculous. I know. Oh I know. We God. talk about it all the time. Overdoing things until exhaustion sets in so that others can see how capable you are, even when you're struggling. <laughs> uh, oh, and here's another God. one. Mimicking or copying other people in social situations. That is a big one that I at least was aware of. Again, out of that desire to make other people feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And again, it all goes back to that in order to hide this aspect of yourself that you have not grown comfortable with. So we're talking, we're literally talking about secret identities. Yeah. We're literally talking about this. And it, this just blew my mind Mm -hmm. because the impact of doing this your entire life is, I mean, for those of us that realize it, get help, Mm -hmm. get diagnosed, and try to understand, try to forgive, go to therapy, whatever you need. Yep. Uh, okay, it's still difficult. It could be full-on dangerous, yeah. right? Um, certainly masking can lead to depression and anxiety, as it did me. Uh, you learn. You you just become exhausted from trying to fit in. You just yeah. – you, and, and you just constantly think that you are a failure or whatever. Yeah. Uh, People don't believe that you have ADHD yes. when you really, really, really do. Um, my yeah. mom, yep. I'm not, not throwing her under the bus, but when I first told her, I've, I've mentioned this when mm-hmm. I first told her, and she said, no, you have great grades. 
those great grades were the result, the consequence Painful. of you masking, because I'm, I'm yeah. betting those great grades didn't come easily for you. And you had to bend over backwards and twist yourself into ways that were really unnatural for your brain and body to be in order to have those grades, which yeah. is exactly the point you were trying to make in sharing with her. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I'm so proud of, you know, we'll say Gen X down for embracing this, but like yeah. boomer generations, greatest generation, like y'all need therapy and like you're, mm-hmm. you're dragging I'm the sorry. rest of us down. Um, it, I, I mentioned sorry, this now several episodes in a row, but you know, the, the, my family vacation that didn't go well, a lot of that yeah. is my dad's refusal to accept his neurospiciness. Right. Um, and yeah, And so it's interesting that you bring up. So one of the other things from the article that I pulled up from Attitude that stood out to me was the consequence of ADHD masking. It says ADHD masking, as we know, may delay or sabotage diagnosis, especially in girls or women. Internalized conditions, including anxiety or depression, might develop as a consequence of undiagnosed, untreated and hidden ADHD. It also interferes Mm -hmm. with a person's ability to accept the brain they have. This comes right back to what we were talking about earlier. Take pride Mm -hmm. in their strengths and do more of what works. So what if you and I spent our time producing this podcast that we love, jamming ourselves into the roles (laughs) that we did not belong in? What if, Mm -hmm. you know, I said, no, it is so important for Matt to see me as an excellent video editor, as as a sound engineer. I I, yes, I see. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. And this is one of those that, that is, is a major breakthrough for me because mm-hmm. these things, these impacts for masking, there have been times where it feels like a burden. ADHD feels like a heavy, heavy burden. Mm-hmm. This is so good to learn about because I think this is actually truly the way out of those kinds of feelings. Not, okay, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not diminishing ADHD by saying it's not mm-hmm. a burden, but I'm yeah. also saying this is the way that you can try to turn that frown upside down mm-hmm. in your darkest moments. Yep. You're not going to, you're not going to get rid of the symptoms. We cannot change the brains, but this awareness of uh, uh, that was masking. I'm I'm masking. Mm-hmm. I am I am playing a role. I'm playing a part right now, and it's only making, it's only going to make me upset later when I realize, or people around me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, it, whatever it is, replacing outward stress, which everyone mm-hmm. should deal with better, mm-hmm. with inward stress. Yeah, let's not let's try not to do that. Yeah. But those things you can focus on, yep. those things you can try to replace with better habits yep. and stuff. So this is this is good. This is good. So ready for me to now I'm going to reveal my like glass shatter brain break moment in all of this and also connect the dots between the TTRPG that we played and how I used it to, to, to reach this realization. So, uh, so Tay fed us all of the source material for this wonderful game masks, Matt and the other Matt and Evan and Fitz and I <laughs> all chose our, they're called playbooks, our, um, our archetypes that we were playing. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And you kind of have a choice in your playbook of is your identity going to be secret or not? And so we were pretty split down the middle. A couple chose secret identity. A couple of us chose you no know, kind of out and proud with my my superhero. And I thought the most interesting one in the game that we played was the the character choice that Fitz made. Um, she hides her identity of her of her superhero, uh, who is uh, Critter Captain, which I just love. Uh, and then her real, the girl behind Critter Captain, uh, is named Reggie. Reggie is the real part. The masking is not the superhero. The the masking mm-hmm. is not Superman. The masking is Clark Kent. And so it's so remarkable to me that we're hiding some of the best parts of ourselves mm-hmm. because of our perception of others' perceptions of us. Um, yep. And it seems backwards. You think you think of superheroes as putting on a mask, right? That yeah. like in order yeah. for like Clark Kent to go find a telephone booth and, you know, whirl into Superman mode, that's him donning his mask. But his biggest mask is him trying to fit in. And why would you want to fit in with the normies? Right. Why, right. why? You know, <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I thought Fitz did a really really beautiful job in game of of playing to both sides of playing Critter Captain and Reggie and forging relationships and alliances on both sides of that mask. But but Allison with the meta knowledge <laughs> versus mm-hmm. Allison's character. Um, I don't know. It was just it was kind of surreal because I had this like aha moment. I guess is what I'm trying to say of like. Masking is backwards from what you think it is. It's not right. you, you know, trying to make other people feel like you're cooler or have some superpower. It's you hiding the real you, the thing that makes you special and unique, you know, and that's that's why we have these conversations, I guess, to mm-hmm. convince people to I mean, you can be both sides. You can be multifaceted as a person. You can have special abilities and be entirely mundane. And that's okay. Uh uh, well, gosh, yeah, it's mm, that's amazing. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about some of the other characters too, because there's mm-hmm. there's some stuff in there. So your character is basically out loud and proud mm-hmm. uh, as a super creature, mm-hmm. right? She has an immense power and does have like a cool hero name, which is French. I don't even remember it. La Dolore Squeeze. <laughs> La Dolore Squeeze. Because we were playing angsty teenagers, I created yeah. this character. Her name is uh, Ciel Lavois. Uh, her parents are all are also superheroes. She is very privileged and knows it. Um, and she, kind of the mask that she wears, and I did this very intentionally, is she tries so hard to be cool. So everything okay. she's doing is she's only doing so other people will look at her and go, wow, she's cool. So she chooses okay. this completely, the exquisite pain, like this yes. stupid, stupid superhero name. Cause mm-hmm. she thinks it sounds cool. She thinks it sounds right. punk. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is like, I, uh, you know, your, your superhero was out uh, in the open, but then, but then CL still, Masks, yes. still masking things, uh, and then my character actually had sort of a an affliction, like a curse mm-hmm. of sorts, and only wants to be normal because she transforms into something that is horrific. Mm-hmm. This this wraith, this mm-hmm. this uh, I mean, powerful and you know strong, but scary. Mm-hmm. 
just scary. And she does not like that. She, she also wears all these bright colors to try to get attention, maybe to bring attention to the human parts of her, mm-hmm. right? When, mm-hmm. why, when she's human, that she can, she can kind of feel normal, and that's all she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great game because it is not about... Uh, so <laughs> Lindsay and I, we describe everything that's either combat or starfighting or anything as pew, pew, pew. So this is not a pew, pew, pew game, right? Like this is... There's no, there's no hit points... Mm-hmm. You you can be in a fight with a supervillain, but uh, the roll of the dice kind of dictates whether or not you or the supervillain become angry mm-hmm. or ashamed or afraid based mm-hmm. on the hits that you make, which is amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, instead of instead of attributes like wisdom, charisma, strength, intelligence, you've got things like how dangerous. Do you feel right now? What's your what's your danger level? Mm-hmm. What's your superiority level? What's your freak. Mundane? mundane? What's your freak? Yeah, and then what's your what's get your, your mundane? Get your, get your and that's so on. fun because it starts off as you know it really speaks to teenagerness and, and the levels mm-hmm. of of, yes. of of heightened emotion and experience that yeah. you have every day, but but just mm-hmm. the the knowing that those things are just constantly shifting and yes. I just want to feel normal or I just want to be different, you know, like and and I remember I I remember in high school I would just vacillate. Mm-hmm. I talk about all the time about what I what a proto hipster I was and that I hated everything that was popular and cool and yet at the same time no one liked me in part because of that. And so I would be like, I don't have any friends. I can't have a both. I can't yeah. have it both ways. Yeah. But I would go boing, 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 trying to... Yeah. Well, it was just a bunch of masking. Is you what know, it really was. It's, a, it's interesting. I never had thought about this before, but I was, I was not a hipster. I've never been a hipster. Um, but I was trying very hard to play to two very like disparate sides, right? So on one hand, I had embraced my my geekiness. I, I knew that I was weird from the jump. I knew from mm-hmm. day one of kindergarten that I was not like the kids I was going to school with. I knew I was a nerd. I knew I was a freak. I, you know, I've loved music and theater and all these things from a very young age. So I was in all of the choirs. I was in all of the theater productions. I was in all of the bands. But I was also leaned into it. I was also in a sorority and like cared very much what the general populace of Mountain Brook High School thought of me and Mm -hmm. sports. Yes. And and in some weird way managed to I don't even know how I did this, but I managed to be successful on both sides. Um, Mm. I I was in band. I was a band geek. I mean, there's no two ways around this, but I was also in the most popular sorority. Even though that's what I wanted, right? I wanted to be in the band and I wanted to be popular. I was constantly feeling tugged. So I wasn't happy because I had my real friends, you know, basically saying like, what are you putting on these airs for? You know, and then I had the popular kids doing what popular kids do, peer pressuring and, you know, trying to help make me cooler. Yeah. <laughs> than I well, let's let's talk about that, actually, because that is that is an endless amount of fascination for me as someone who was born in the early 70s. Uh, my my high school experience was 
identical to Freaks and Geeks, mm. the show, where there were very, very clear lines, mm-hmm. wide lines between the nerds, the jocks, the cool people, the unpopular, the freaks, the blank. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it really, it's difficult for me to watch that show, even mm-hmm. even though I love it, because it is so real to me. And then mm-hmm. it seems to me that 10 years later, you and Lindsay, my wife, who is profoundly deaf, and you would think, I mean, how many movies have you seen where the disabled kid mm-hmm. gets made fun of all the yeah. time. I'm not saying that she wasn't made fun of necessarily. Yeah. She didn't go through these things the way that I did. And and so, you know, for, for a while I thought, well, okay, because she's a Midwesterner, let's say. But no, because you, you didn't have as much trauma oh. in high school. Oh, I had trauma, okay. but from something completely different. My okay. trauma was not from my geekiness because I was loud about it from an early age was kind of like, this is how I am. You're going to take it or leave it. But I had an mm-hmm. immense amount of trauma because of my weight, because teenage boys are okay. assholes. So, yes. Yeah, wow. So while yeah. there, but I think that, no, and it's totally fine. I think that shaped, I mean, and this is a whole other can of worms to open. I think that shaped my personality. So you've got a woman, a girl, a female with ADHD who is overweight. Uh, in the South, where we are looks obsessed, right? Mm. So I have all of those factors working against each other. And what I have noticed about girls who had weight issues from a young age, we, we go one of two ways and they're extreme. They're never middle ground. Mm-hmm. You are either wallflower, shy, mm-hmm. do not mm-hmm. speak, or you are... Ah! Guess which one I turned out to be, you guys. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think you're right, though, and I, I'm not yeah. allowed to speak on that yeah. in any oh, way, mean. shape, or form. But yeah. from from just experience of knowing people, it yeah. seems to be that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, so okay, but I think that you know, so we're talking about my neurodiversity and your neurodiversity, and you know, now high school archetypes and things like that. But I think I think both of those parts of my personality, the the overweight and the ADHD fueled my mask because it just Mm -hmm. sent me on this quest to prove something, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is not good, but, you know, to, but to, to desperate to fit in because I didn't, I didn't look like what people wanted me to, and I didn't act like what people wanted me to. So I was in a state of constant overdrive Yeah, to control what I could control, I guess. And you say that you had some success, though, and that's what uh, yeah. I'm. That's what I'm getting at is, is what happened in those ten yeah. years, because yeah. I did the same things. What happened in those ten years where I get beat up? Yeah, and you, yeah, no matter how hard I'm trying, and you, you can, you can rise above. Lindsay can rise above, and I have a hypothesis uh, there. I do. Okay, please. I think first of all, I've long thought this. 
that you were born in the wrong era. I am very curious what Matthew Bivens mm-hmm. would have been like if E2 had been born somewhere in the early to late 80s, for example. Yeah, I, me too. I, there, yeah. You are a thousand percent a Gen Xer. I'm not trying to pull you, <laughs> in it, but I, I do wonder what, what that would have been like for you. But I think yeah. something happened between, I think it started in the 70s, and I think we started to really deconstruct it as children of the 80s, and then children of the 90s, 2000s, and beyond are like, like full on bashing it down is this concept of a binary that there is, mm-hmm. the, you know, there's a right and a Either wrong. Or. There are two sides right. is black or it is white. I think that the further into the 21st century we have gotten, and I have this opinion because of my work with teens uh, over the past couple of decades as mm. a sorority advisor for uh, college and as a youth advisor for uh, middle school and high schoolers. They just don't see the world the same way. Yeah, right. And I think that that there was like you were just like the tiniest glimmer back in the 70s with that of like, hey, there's, you know, nothing is binary. Nothing is one thing or another. Everything is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Then and that's what I that's used to say every day yeah. at recess. Yeah. Everything is a spectrum. What no, a, but seriously, I, I did feel that. I was always confused by that. Yeah, yep, continue, please. Yeah, right. I, it's funny. My uh, my best friend's oldest daughter, uh, when she was little, she used to say, but I just have a sparkly brain. And I think it's just mm. more accepted, you know, for for people to have sparkly brains now. And the problem is, is that you had a sparkly brain when you were coming of age, and I had a sparkly brain. But I think I do. I think that that's what happened between when you came of age, when Lindsay and I came of age, and then now whatever the hell's going on now, we're just like, we are who we are. And we can be that way as early as we want to be that way. And we can be a hundred different things at once. And nothing has to be constrained. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, I love it. That's that's a great theory. And I especially love the part where it is it continues to get better. Mm -hmm. And I see it too. I see it too. The kids and are all right, man. Like mm-hmm. I think the kids are really all right. When I talk to our friend Nathan about this, because he has a son and he's so in love with his son, he's so proud of him and so amazed at how much healing had has happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how much mm-hmm. how much Gabe is is able to it, Gabe's whole generation. Not yep. just Gabe, but his friends and everybody. He's always just Nate's just glowing about these kids and and but we do talk about like Damn, man, we did have that sparkly brain and we were out of time. And then somehow (laughs) from the ashes, we've got Gen Z flying in on their unicorns and Falcor the dragon from Neverending Story because they're into retro things now and saving the frickin' day by presenting a spectrum in literally all that they do. It's a whole new generation of superheroes. Uh, Yeah, it is. It is. I'm living through y'all. I am living through y'all. And and instead of being jealous, I'm a little bit envious. I'm a little envious. Okay, so let's. One one more thing I'll say is that a side effect of masking can mean that you are developing systems and skills that help you Mm -hmm. in life. You know, Mm -hmm. I am early now to the airport. Uh That is actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good thing. and and I, the only problem is that I now have to dismantle the anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. um, the comorbidities yes. uh, from those actions mm-hmm. late, late, late in life. But it is kind of mm-hmm. it's cool that I've developed them, yeah. a lot of them. Uh, but yeah, j- just to be able to be able to 
have that clean slate and and have the doctors and have the moms and have the dads around you to be able to say, okay, you don't have to mask. I love how all of this just kind of weaves this web of Me too. thought strands for Me us too. to pull at. Grab it I out know. I, you know what? This, even if there's nobody listening to this right now, this is still a great podcast because it's so much to learn. So much to learn about. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we got people listening, though. We got some of the best people listening. Oh, good to our guests. Thank you. Thank you all <laughs> for doing so. Well, Matt. Thanks for well, Allison coming on my podcast. <laughs> Thank you for being on my podcast. I, I love our journey there that we went from me th- profusely thanking you for having me on your podcast every episode <laughs> to me having the gumption to say, thanks for being on my podcast. <laughs> to the freaks and the geeks. <laughs> All right. Well, glad, glad that we have another banger out there. Banging. Yeah. That was actually the word I was looking for, banger. What did I say? Bopper. Bopper. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> Thank you for listening and being a part of our ADHD 20 family. If you're looking for more, we'd love to see you in our public Discord server. Look for the link in our show notes and come join the chatter about all things TTRPG and ADHD. But also TV, music, really pretty much anything on our minds. We also have a Patreon where you can get access to bonus content and outtakes, be the first to hear new episodes, join us for live streamed recording sessions, and even play Dungeons and Dragons with us and our friends. The best way you can help us, though, is just to share this podcast with people you think like it. Thank you for being a pal to us as people, to ADHD20 the podcast, and to the greater Bivens Brothers Creative Commonwealth of Nerds. 